Welcome to the CondoVultures.com podcast with your host, Peter Zalewski, a Miami real estate broker, Wall Street consultant, and expert witness. This podcast is focused on identifying real estate buying opportunities in the South Florida condo market, Miami-Dade, Broward, and Palm Beach counties. The CondoVultures.com podcast is not authorized by the South Florida real estate industry and will most likely annoy many of the region's talking heads. This podcast will feature straight talk and salty language that could be offensive to some. Please remember that part that past investment success does not determine future gains, especially in the South Florida's volatile condo market. For more information, please visit condovultures.com. Welcome to the Condo Vultures podcast. This is Peter Zaluski. I'm the host. For this particular podcast, what we're doing is we're doing a condo market analysis. It's a report that uh, I do once a week, comes out every Monday, and uh, effectively use statistics to give you an idea about how a particular submarket might be doing in the South Florida region. All the submarkets that we focus on are located east of Interstate 95 in the Miami-Dade, Broward, Palm Beach County area. We refer to it as the Tri-County South Florida region. For this particular week, and this is episode number 49, we're going to focus on the Aventura submarket. Aventura, if you aren't aware it's located up in northeast Miami-Dade County. It's actually located just west across an intercoastal from Sunny Isles Beach. So um, the previous episode uh, of the Condo Market Analysis, I focused on Sunny Isles Beach. Now I'm going to focus on the mainland market, which is the Aventura market. Now, we tend to rely on markets based on how people actually use them rather than um, lines, uh, municipal lines, if you will. So our Aventura market, from a boundary perspective, it's going to go from the Broward County line, which is where Hellendale Beach is, it's going to go all the way south to 163rd Street. Now, 163rd is not actually the official uh, southern um, border of Aventura. It's actually part of North Miami Beach, which is a city located on the mainland and has no sand. Um, go figure, whatever. So, <laughs> that being said, uh, 163rd, again, part of North Miami Beach, but also um, all of Aventura. So, that's how we're breaking it down. And then from um, west, the western boundary, we're going to rely on Biscayne Boulevard or US-1. And then when you transfer, when you go all the way over to um, the intercoastal, that'll be the eastern boundary. So all of that together, it's going to represent what we call the Aventura market. And we'll be taking a look during this podcast. And there's going to be four segments. One will be on the condo market in general. Another one will be on the luxury market. Third segment will be on uh, the stress market. And then finally, we're going to talk about the rental market. So I'll get into uh, each of those um, shortly. Before we do begin, I just want to remind you, if you're not yet a subscriber to the Con Vulture podcast, I'd encourage you to go ahead and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. I'd also encourage you, if you like what we're doing, uh, to go ahead and give us a rating and give us a review. The more ratings and reviews we get, uh, the more exposure we get uh, through the uh, podcast uh, ecosystem. And then finally, if you have any questions for us, you have any comments, um, we want to hear from you. Please feel free to send us an email at inquiry at condovultures.com. That's I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. So, I want you to fasten that seatbelt. I want you to lean back and get ready to enjoy a um, very interesting perspective about what's going on in the Aventura condo market of South Florida. Are you a primary user or real estate investor who's in the market for a discounted South Florida condo? Are you searching in the markets of Greater Downtown Miami, Miami Beach north to Sunny Isles Beach, Hollywood north to Fort Lauderdale, or anywhere else east of I-95 in the Tri-County South Florida region? If so, the buyer brokers at Condo Vultures Realty are here to assist you. Condo Vultures Realty is a licensed Florida brokerage that was established in 2006 to assist educated buyers in identifying, negotiating, and purchasing units at a discounted price. To speak with a buyer broker at Condo Vultures Realty, 
please call 305-865-5859 or visit our website, condovulturesrealty.com. Welcome back to the Condo Vultures Podcast. This is Peter Zalewski. In this particular segment, we're going to be discussing the condo market in Aventura. A couple little tidbits, just uh, so you're aware of it. Uh, we do permit salty language and we require straight talk. So that's what you're going to get from me. If I curse a little bit here and there, eh, that's just, uh, you know, it's part of the course, uh, part of our rules of engagement, if you will. The other thing I want to uh, talk about is we're going to also use a lot of data, which is coming out of the multiple listing service. This is what a lot of people refer to as the MLS. The official source on this data is going to be the Southeast Florida MLS matrix, MLS matrix. So that's where the data comes from. And then finally, in terms of the statistics that we're going to uh, refer to, keep in mind that uh, when you use the MLS, it's effectively properties that are listed with a realtor. What is a realtor? A realtor is somebody who basically has a real estate license, goes ahead and joins a club, just like if you're a golfer, you join a country club. So you join this club called the Realtor Association, and effectively your golf course, if you were a golfer and joining the country club, your golf course as a realtor is the multiple listing service. And what is it? It's a database of all the properties that are currently available for market that are going to pay you a commission. So a commission will, will be offered to anybody who can bring in a buyer to go ahead and purchase one of these units. So um, that's just a way to remember it. Now, uh, what I will point out to you is when you get into the data, it doesn't include any and all transactions that are occurring in a particular region. This is just those properties where there's a listing. So for instance, if you see a sign that says we buy ugly houses, chances are that's not going to be included in the multiple listing service and then also too if you see a sign that says for sale by owner that will also most likely not be included in here why is that because no commissions are being paid and a real a real estate professional who joins the club of realtors uh they're not involved and if they are they need to be disclosing that so those are the big picture types of perspectives um generally speaking on that um that mls and that realtor and that commission angle um most properties residential they're probably going to go by way of the mls although some people are increasingly moving towards uh, some of these online services and the other thing to keep in mind is rentals rental data is a real sketchy to begin with simply because you have daily rentals weekly rentals monthly rentals annual rentals on and on and on furnished unfurnished airbnb uh, you name it so on the rental data side um uh i would tell you the data is less reliable than what you'll find on the sales side so all that's being said, let's go ahead and let's start with our first uh, analysis. And that's going to be about the condo market in general in the city of Aventura, which, by the way, if you're not aware, was incorporated in 1995 as its own municipality and effectively has about 35,000 residents located up again in northeast Miami-Dade County. And for, uh, for our data, just again, keep in mind, we're going from the Broward County line south to 163rd Street. We're going from uh, US-1 or Biscayne Boulevard east to the Intercoastal Waterway. And before you write in and you say, hey, that's not the official border of Aventura, uh, yes, we know that, but we're going sort of on geographic boundaries, uh, sort of the way people live uh, rather than uh, what, what a municipal's uh, boundaries may be. So all that being said, let's go ahead and get into the condo uh, side of what's going on. Now, for this particular uh, market, um, uh, all the data, and some people have asked me, hey, can I see a copy of the data? Can I see this? Can I see that? Yes, all the data is available. It's based on a report that we have up on the Condo Vulture Realty website. If you go to the Condo Vulture Realty website, go down to the bottom, you're going to see a bunch of blog posts. Those blog posts will include all of the data. I'm also linking to it from the, um, uh, the uh, description if you will, of this particular podcast. So so um, uh, these numbers, again, are all posted on condovulturesrealty.com. So here's the headline. Uh, Aventura condo supply jumps to 24 months of units listed for sale in South Florida during COVID-19. 
Now, what exactly does that mean? Well, what that means is currently there's about 1,700, there's just over 1,700 condos for sale in the Aventura market as we define it. And in the first six months of the year, and keep in mind, COVID hit in March effectively. So January and February, which are really our hot times as would have been March and April. But so we had a little bit of the hot times in terms of people down on the ground because of the winter tourism season, winter buying season. Um, so, and then we have the COVID situation. So what do we got? First six months of the year, January through June, 419 condos traded, 419 and again, 17 hundred actually 1701 are currently for sale now if we look at what actually traded between january and june you're going to look at just under 70 units trading per month 70 units trading per month now if i take that 70 units trading per month and i divide that in the overall supply which is currently available which is 1701 what i'm going to end up with is 24.4 months of supply what does that mean that means if nowhere no one else were to list their property for sale in the multiple listing service going forward and if buyers continue to purchase units at the same pace, it would take over two years or just about two years to absorb all of the units that are currently available for um, sale in Aventura. Now you say, well, Peter, that seems like a big number. What, what should it be? Well, what it should be is six months. Six months is equilibrium. That's the rule of thumb down here. That's what everyone sort of uses. That, by the way, is also how long most listing agreements are for because if a realtor can't sell in six months, chances are uh, they don't want it around because they have to spend time and money trying to market that property. But that's sort of a different conversation. So again, you got about two years of supply when it should be about six months of supply. And uh, when there's less than six months of supply, that means there's nothing to choose from. So the seller can jack up the price and they can ask what they want. When there's more than six months of supply, that means the buyer has choices and therefore can start to lowball. So if you're looking to lowball a condo and you like the Aventura area, which does not have sand, it has a rocky bottom in terms of the, uh, the shore, uh, that might be a good market for you to check out. Now, what do we got going on on pricing in the Aventura marketplace? Now, there's two ways to look at pricing. You can look at a price per unit uh, or what I could refer to as price per door and you look at it at a price per square foot. Now, uh, let me put a big picture uh, so everybody sort of uh, follows suits. Um, on a price per unit or price per door basis, again, one and the same, synonymous, that's equivalent to knowing effectively how much does a barrel of oil cost. Now, when you look at price per foot, price per square foot, that's the equivalent of how much is gasoline per gallon once it's actually refined. So what I'm trying to tell you is don't get jammed up with price per unit because it's simply what it's trading for when you calculate it from a price per square foot basis. Some people will try to market their properties based on the, uh, how much is it, well, you know, what's the listing price per unit. Well, that doesn't necessarily indicate or suggest to you whether or not it's fair market price. Why? Because nobody's going in and buying gas, a lean for their car, saying how much is a barrel. They're asking how much is it per gallon. So when you're shopping around and you're seeing three or four uh, gas stations at an intersection, you're not saying, well, how much is it a barrel? You're saying how much is it per gallon? So when you look at condos, because they are commodities, just like gasoline, uh, you want to just look at it that way. My, that's my recommendation if you are an investor. And that's another thing if you fall in love and you love this property and, you know, uh, uh, emotional reasons, completely different. But from an investor perspective, look at a price per uh, square foot. So what do we got in Aventura on a price per unit or price per door basis? The average asking price is 673000 $739. So roughly $673,700 a unit is what they're asking. What did they actually achieve in the first six months of the year? It's coming in at $402,667, 402,667. So they're asking $673,700. They're achieving $402,700 effectively. What's that difference? It's about 63% difference. Now, um, I've had some emails that have come in and said, Peter, you know, I'm getting confused. I don't understand why this percentage difference really kind of makes, uh, you know, why I should be concerned with it or focus on it. 
Again, 63% difference between what they're asking and what's being achieved in that marketplace. Well, what I'm telling you is by looking at this percentage, it's giving you a good indication about where the buyers are actually doing deals and more importantly, what the sellers think their properties are worth. Now, granted, you know, every building is different, every unit is different, blah, 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 blah. But if you're going into a marketplace, you wanna know what the overall market is and then you wanna be able to add to what you're willing to pay or subtract to what you're willing to pay based on market value. Otherwise, you know, it's like buying a house, which effectively is a work of art because every property is different, the interiors are different. Condominiums not like that. You can price out a condominium building and a unit without ever even going into it because it's all mathematics, it's all formulas versus a house, which is a little bit different because every house has got those little special things versus a condo, which is basically cookie cutter. Every floor is the same for the most part and then they just keep stacking them over and over and over. They add, you know, uh, I don't know, five to $15,000 per floor as you go up and then, you know, Bay View versus uh, City View, you can tack on an extra 75 bucks a foot, stuff like that. That's how it all works out versus a house. So don't get, uh, don't get caught up in price per unit. Um, uh, get caught up on price per square foot. And when you do that, when you're trying to figure out where do I want to play as an investor, if you see a spread like this in Aventure where there's 67% difference between what the average asking price is and what the transaction price is, I would tell you what that suggests to you is that the sellers have not yet realized that uh, they don't have gold. They might have silver and they, you know, there might be some alchemy involved in this. So, so that's what I'm pointing out to you. Uh, where do deals typically start to get interesting? Well, when the asking price is about 20% difference from when the transaction price is. When it gets to about 20% difference, then suddenly you're probably going to have some negotiations, some wheeling dealing, some horse trading going on, and you probably see a deal. Now, when deals trade, where do they trade? They trade 8 to 12%, generally speaking, uh, between what's being um, uh, asked and what's ultimately being achieved. So that's when you get the transactions, generally speaking. So what do, what, um, what's the takeaway of this 63% spread between the average price per door and the average transaction price per door. What's the takeaway related to those? Well, if you were a buyer going in and you're seeing a 63% spread, generally speaking, that means this market is gonna take some time for you as a buyer looking for value to be able to chisel down the seller. When the number gets con um, uh, compacted or it's closer, then suddenly you know that a deal is going to go relatively quickly. So that means if you need to get into a place in 30 days, chances are Aventura might not necessarily be the best place for you simply because sellers think they have gold. Now, again, every single building is different. Every single unit is different. But that is the takeaway. That's the spread, 63%, where 20% uh, is ideally where you're probably going to have some activity. And serious levels really get checked up when you're between 8 and 10%. So now let's go to price per foot. And then again, price per square foot is like... How much is a gallon of gas versus a barrel of oil? So what's the average ask in Aventura for a condo? They want $347 a foot. $347 a foot. Um, on average, how much did they actually achieve for six months of the year, January through June? They got $244 a foot. So here these sellers are. They're asking $347 a foot from you but in as an investor. But what are people really paying? They're paying $244 a foot. So you can see somebody smoking something. And it's not fully legal here yet in Florida. So chances are they're getting fed some information by a listing agent that's telling them the market is great. You can stand firm. But in reality, those unit owners that are selling and they're willing to negotiate and put the price where it should be, they're going to move. So what's the difference on a price per square foot basis between the ask and the uh, transaction price in Aventura for six months of the year? 42%. 42%. Remember, on a price per door basis, 67% price per unit base, uh, price per square foot basis, 42%. Again, way too much. So 
Um, if I'm a buyer and I really like Aventura and I want to play, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to lowball, and then I'm going to turn around and circle back maybe six months later, and I'm going to lowball again. The chances are, based on where the market is going, you're probably going to have some seller who's willing to negotiate the second time around once they've gotten uh, you know beat over the head a few times with lowball offers and are basically just sitting there and can't selling. That's when they capitulate. Now, finally, days on market. This is an important category to focus on. Why? Because it gives you an indication of properly priced unit, how quickly it will trade versus those that are just completely out of, uh, you know, out of uh, any kind of ideal or realism in terms of what's really happening, reality. So uh, average uh, number of days on the market for all of the listings in Aventura today, 242 days. Remember, 365 days in a year. So we're talking a good chunk of change. What are you talking, nine months or so, roughly? Um, now, when we look at a unit that's appropriately priced, what is it trade in? 148 days. So 242 is what the average unit's priced for today in Aventura uh, in terms of days on market. And the ones that sell, they sell in 148 days. So what is the takeaway? The takeaway is, is that too many people think their properties are worth way too much. And in reality, uh, if it's appropriately priced, it will trade. So what's the other takeaway? You got two years of supply in Aventura. Uh, chances are going forward that uh, that number is only going to grow. Why? Because sales are not necessarily as robust as some would have you believe. So that is the condo market in Aventura. We're going to take a short commercial break. On the other side of the break, we're going to talk about the luxury condo market. Don't buy a South Florida condo discounted or distressed before taking a Condo Vultures correction tour. CondoVultures.com offers weekly bus and walking tours that focus on educating buyers on the how-tos of identifying discounted condos, analyzing the opportunities, and purchasing units. Every tour attendee receives a list of all condo projects in a particular market, a market assessment handout, and unmatched expert analysis. For more information on the condo correction tours, please visit condovultures.eventbrite.com or call 305-865-5859. Welcome back to the Condo Vultures Podcast. This is Peter Zalewski. We're going to talk about the luxury condo market in Aventura. And first question I always have when somebody tells me about luxury is, how do you define luxury? How do you? Because everyone has a different perspective. Um, so the way we do it, we keep it simple. We don't get jammed up or tied up in all of these, um, eh, I don't know, the special tile and the countertops and the, the amenities, nothing like that. The way we break it down is, million dollars or more. So if a property is priced for a million bucks or more, it's got to be luxurious uh, in theory. So if it's got seven figures in the asking price, um, it's luxury for us. And if it's under, if it's $999,999, it's not luxurious. And you say, Peter, that doesn't really make sense. Uh, you know, that's not the way I see it. Or no, some properties are ultra luxury and ultra, ultra luxury and superior luxury. I don't really care. Um, I'm just telling you a million dollars or more. That's the cutoff, um, generally speaking. Uh, for luxury market. Now, before we get into the luxury market, let me give you a little tidbit about Aventura, the city that's located up in Northeast Miami-Dade County. Um, and this is according to Wikipedia. So let me tell you a little tidbit about um, Aventura before we get started. Aventura is home to L Turnberry Isles. It's a country club community that's located right in the center of the city. It was created even before the city was incorporated. And it's also uh, the place where those of you who remember back in the day in 1988, there was a gentleman called Gary Hart who was running, running for president. And lo and behold, he got caught up in a uh, uh, escapade where he was married and uh, he was um, photographed with, with another woman called Donna Rice. He was on a yacht called the Monkey Business. Monkey Business. So going back to 1988, 
Aventura and Turnberry Isle, this country club community located right in the heart of Aventura, that's actually where the monkey business was docked at the time. Another tidbit about Aventura, this is where the mall is, Aventura Mall. Some of you might have heard of it, especially if you're coming from Latin America or Europe. A lot of people like to come into town. Uh, they'll rent hotel space right around there, and they'll just shop and shop and shop and shop and shop. Supposedly the third largest shopping mall in the United States. It was built back in 1983. 1983, if you can believe that. So all that being said, let's go ahead and let's get into luxury. So the luxury condo market in Aventura, again, just to remind you, it starts at a million dollars or more in terms of a asking price. So if a property is listed for at least a million dollars, we define it as luxury. And if it's $999,999, it's not luxury from our perspective. So the headline, and again, you can take a look at the data if you want, go to Condo Vultures Realty. Um, uh, website, go down to the bottom, scroll down under um, uh, some, uh, uh, I think, uh, property listings. You'll go ahead and you'll see this uh, uh, headline. Headline is Aventura flooded with nearly 56 months supply of luxury condos listed for sale in South Florida during COVID-19 pandemic. And the subhead is buyers purchase about five luxury condos monthly in Aventura in the first half of 2020. So that's the headline. That's where you will also find the stats if you want to go ahead and, and uh, dive deeper into it. So luxury, again, million dollars or more asking price, uh, pr and that's price per door. So 278 uh, condos are listed in Aventura for a million dollars or more, 278. First six months of the year, January through June, 30 units traded. That's an average of five units a month. 278 are for sale. Take the five months of uh, uh, five units per month that trade, and assume nobody else goes ahead and buys uh, a unit and 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 uh, excuse me lists a unit, but the but the um, acquisition continues at the same pace. That means you got about 56 months of supply. 56 months of supply. So that's a quite a bit. Now, generally speaking, uh, equilibrium for a market is six months. So less than six months, seller has the advantage. More than six months, buyer has the advantage. It's just a supply and demand game. Uh, realtors who will focus on the luxury market, they'll tell you 12 months or 18 months is really what it takes to sell a, a luxury condo or a luxury property. I don't know, give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I don't know, but uh, most listings are six months. So whatever that's worth. But so if it, if it is 12 months or if it is 18 months to go ahead and sell a unit, doesn't matter. Aventura still got 56 months of supply, 56 months of supply. And those units that are for sale, what's the average asking price? About $1.9 million. So $1.9 million a door with the ones that traded in the first six months of the year, what they trade for? Just under $1.4 million a door. So you can see it's about $500,000 a door, a little bit too much. What does that work out to? It works out to about 40% uh, 40 spread. Remember, uh, when, when the difference between the asking price and transaction price gets to about 20%, you start to see some um, activity. And when the units are the unit asking price is closer to the transaction price, when it gets to about eight to twelve percent, you start to see a deal. Now, on a price per square foot basis, and this is what I rely on the same way um, many of you probably rely on how much is a gallon of gas when you decide where to purchase. So the average asking price per square foot in Aventura for a condo, six one six, six hundred and sixteen bucks a foot for luxury. Those units that traded for six months a year, what they trade for? Traded for four hundred sixty-seven bucks a foot. Four six seven. What's the difference? Thirty-two percent spread. So we're seeing, um, you know, it's a little bit less than what you have over in the condo market in terms of the spread. Now, why is that important? Well, that means more units are, um, uh, more sellers are starting to get to the point where they say, you know what? Maybe I need to uh, readjust my price, recalibrate my price 
just because I want to get out of the place. So if you do have a condo on the market that's luxurious in Aventura, you're looking at an average number of days that you've been on the market already, 325 days, 325, again, 365 in a year. So you're talking about a year practically of trying to sell your damn place and you can't get rid of it. And those units that did trade, how long did it take them to trade? 188 days. So they traded effectively in what, six months, a little bit over six months. And the people who still think they have gold, they're sitting on there close to a year. So the point is, do you want to sell the unit or do you ultimately just want to have people walk through and take a look at it and uh, waste your time? So um, uh, that is the luxury condo market in Aventura. Again, if you want to see the actual data for yourself, go to condovulturesrealty.com. Go scroll down to the bottom. Look for the headline, which is going to be, let me see, I just misplaced it. I didn't misplace my mouse isn't cooperating. Headline, Aventura flooded with nearly 56 months supply of luxury condos listed for sale in South Florida during COVID-19 pandemic. So take a commercial break. And on the other side break, we're going to get into the distress market. Challenging times for real estate calls for experts that help you to navigate the new normal in the process of buying or selling property in South Florida. At CBA Realty, we listen carefully and advise based on stats, local knowledge and experience. For more information, call us at 305-865-5859 or visit our website, cbrrealty.com. Welcome back to the Condo Vultures Podcast. This is Peter Zalewski. We talked about the condo market in Amateur. We talked about the luxury condo market in Amateur. Now let's talk about the distrust market in Amateur. And again, uh, just a reminder, Aventura, based on our data, and all our data is coming from the Southeast Florida MLX Exchange, effectively the uh, the MLS. And um, our data uh, uh, and our market of Aventura, we define it as a Broward County line, which is where Hellendale Beach is south to 163rd Street. And before you get wound up and you say that's not officially Aventura's boundary, and we say we know that. We, we are creating boundaries based on how people live, not on a... Um, uh, municipal line. So it's actually part of North Miami Beach as well. I'd say some would say the nicer part of North Miami Beach. And then finally going from west to east, you're going to have US 1 or Biscayne Boulevard going east over to the Intercoastal Waterway. So for the distrust market, let me break it down. There's two, um, there's two um, I guess, levels of distrust um, in the multiple listing service. And that's where, again, our data is coming from. So the first one is called a short sale. The second one's called a real estate owned, an REO or a bank owned. It's all one and the same. So if you're somebody say bank owned, REO, real estate owned, it's all the same. So so how, how does it work? And I would tell you, first and foremost, if you're interested in getting in this trust park, uh, properties, you need to go ahead and talk to an attorney. They can walk you through everything. But let me tell you, uh, layman's terms, my understanding of it. So if, um, if someone were to go ahead and buy a condo and they got a mortgage on it and lo and behold, they decided to sell the condo sometime later and their mortgage was worth more than what the market was uh, currently priced at. So effectively somebody overpaid and they got, a, they got financing way too much and that person wants to dump it. They need to get out of it. So what they can do is they can try to bring in a buyer and accept the price um, that the buyer is offering. Again, the property's valued at more uh, or the mortgage is more than the property is valued at. And, and then at that point where the seller, who basically is underwater, meaning they owe more than the property's worth, but they got a buyer, they then go to the bank and they say, hey, uh, banker, um, I want to get out of this place. I want to avoid a foreclosure, which takes nine to 12 months. 
It means litigation. It means all types of other things. Uh, could mean damage to a particular unit because if somebody's losing it, their chances are they might try to steal a bunch of stuff out of it, and then ultimately the bank ends up with uh, you know something that's less than ideal for selling. So the easy way out is to try to uh, be proactive and to do a short sale. So again, a seller brings in a buyer. A buyer and a seller agree on a price which is below what the mortgage is, let alone whatever the buyer lost on top or whatever the owner lost on top of that with the original down payment. They then go to the bank and they say to the bank. Hey, will you be willing to take less? And if you do, we can avoid foreclosure, which is nine to 12 months in legal costs. So that is a short sale. Now, if the bank says, no, I'm not going to take a short sale, or if the seller can't bring in a buyer uh, with any kind of price that's going to get close to the mortgage uh, price, then the property will ultimately be foreclosed. It starts off with a, a filing of a, a, a Liz pendants, notice of default, where basically the bank says, I intend to take, or, or the institution intends to take the property based on non-payment then it becomes a real estate owned. It's effectively, it's a bank owned property. It's a REO. It shifts over to the bank. The bank now is in control of it. They have to make some adjustments on their uh, balance sheet and uh, they, it's classified as REO, real estate owned. In the industry, people call it bank owned. So that's the way it breaks out. So let's start off with the short sale market in Aventura. Again, short sale. I owe too much on my property. I'm trying to bring in a buyer and I'm going to see if that buyer's price that I, I will accept as the owner uh, is something that this, the bank is willing to accept too because the bank will also take a haircut besides the original owner. So here's what we got in terms of a headline. Headline is at least 12 distressed Aventura condos listed for sale in South Florida during COVID-19 pandemic. And the reason I mentioned the headline is if you want to see the 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 charts associated with this data, go to condovulturesrealty.com, go to the bottom. When you get down to the bottom uh, of the website, you're going to see a bunch of blog posts and that's where you will see this headline. At least 12 distressed Aventura condos listed for sale in South Florida during COVID-19 pandemic. And what do we got in terms of data? So starting with short sales. Currently, three short sales are available for um, uh, for purchase in the uh, Aventura marketplace. And in the first uh, six months of the year, how many traded? Three units. So three units traded in the January through June, and three are currently available. That's an average of uh, half a unit trading per month, or one every two months. You take that one every two months, divide it into three units available, you got about six months of supply. Now, what does that mean? That's effectively equilibrium. That means this market is kind of moving along. It's not the, the volume you would like, but still, it shows some equilibrium. Now, uh, on a price per unit basis, what are they asking uh, what's being asked for a short sale unit? Again, the short sale is when the seller is underwater. They're trying to bring in a buyer and hope that the buyer's price will convince the, uh, the lender to go ahead and take lessons at what's actually owed in hopes of avoiding a foreclosure. So uh, average asking price on a, a short sale on Aventura, $271,000 $271, per unit or per door. The units that traded, where they trade at? They traded for $234,667. So ask is two seventy one. dollars They trade at just under two thirty five. dollars What's the difference? 15.5%. Why is that important? Well, there's the 20% I've been talking about. 20 per, under 20% is when it gets interesting. 8 to 12% is when it trades. So you can see the perfect example of that. Now, now what do we got on a price per square foot basis? Average ask for uh, a short sale in Aventura, 231 a foot. What do they trade at? 155 a foot. What's the spread? 49% difference. Now, so on a price per square foot basis, the number is a little bit different in terms of the percentage between what's being asked and what's what they're actually selling at 
versus on a price per door basis. So what does that mean? What that means is some sellers are trying to price it on a price per door basis, thinking you're gonna go in there and think, oh boy, I got this great unit because I paid this. When in reality, if you look at it as, as a commodity, you effectively wanna be buying price per foot. Just like you don't wanna buy a gallon of gas based on how much the barrel is trading for, you wanna buy it based on what the gallon is being offered for. That's why there's differences in pricing when you go to gas stations. So, um, uh, and trying to fill up that gas tank. It's the easiest way for me to sort of uh, make it crystal clear. But a condo is a commodity. So don't get jammed up on the price per door. Get jammed, get focused in on the price per square foot. And again, uh, Aventura short sale, 231 a foot is the ask. Transaction price, 155 And then finally, uh, days on market. This is a reflection of how long does it actually take to sell a unit that's appropriately priced versus how, many, how long of units on the market in general. So right now today in Aventura, I mean today in general, um, in Aventura, 114 days uh, is the average asking uh, number of days for a property that's for sale, uh, listed as a short sale. And then in terms of those units that go under contract and trade, they trade in 80 days. Now, it can get a little confusing in the um, distress market because a lot of people are sort of looking for distress. Sometimes you'll have some uh, real estate professionals who are listing them. Sometimes they'll go ahead and they'll, they'll set up some buyers. They'll have everybody waiting. And then as soon as they'll, uh, they're able to go through the procedures that are required by the bank, uh, then lo and behold, they mysteriously find a buyer that might justify some of the uh, differences in um, in in uh, number of days, number of days. And the other part could be simply because of the COVID. And then uh, let's go to real estate owned. Now remember, short sales when I try to sell, try to get out, play nice with the bank, uh, so I don't get foreclosed. Real estate owned, REO, bank owned. That's when the bank ultimately took title because um, you know the 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 borrower never paid. So what do you got in the market today? REO in Aventura, nine properties available. First six months of the year, how many traded? 14, 14 traded. So what is that per month? That's 2.3 units trading per month. Two point units, three units trading per month. Divide that into nine units currently available. You've got 3.9 months of supply. Why is 3.9 months of supply important? Well, because it's under six months, of, which is equilibrium, which means what? It means the seller has the advantage because there's not much to choose from. Remember, when it's over six months, the buyer has the advantage. So what does that mean? That should mean to the anyone looking at this data, chances are the bank is going to try to charge more than maybe what the property is worth. Why? Because there's simply not enough to choose for, for those particular buyers who are looking for bank-owned condos in Aventura. So uh, that takes us to price per door. How much are the condos going for in Aventura that are uh, REO or bank-owned or real estate-owned? Again, one of the same. Average ask is 461.678. So just under 471,700 is the ask. Units that traded, remember, 14 traded for six months of the year. They traded for 304,790 or 304,800. So they're asking 471,700. They're trading at 304,800. What's the difference? 55% spread. Why is that important? Because you want it closer to 20%. So you have some lenders that realize that we can go ahead and we can get a premium for these condos simply because there's nothing available. Anybody wants to buy it, they're focused on REO. Why? Because tends to be uh, it tends to undercut the rest of the marketplace. And now let's go on a price per square foot basis. Average ask is 294 a foot for an REO and amateur. What do they trade at? 183 a foot. 183 a foot. 61% spread. 61% spread. And that's on a price per square foot basis. And then finally, days on market. Um, uh, the REOs uh, currently listed for sale in Aventura. They've been on the market for 166 days. Uh, those that traded, they traded 94 days, 94 days. So um, again, some of them are a little bit overpriced. So buyers aren't maybe jumping as quickly as they were previously. And then the other part is you got the COVID-19 uh, situation. So, um, you know, we still don't know what kind of impact that's going to be. But 
That is the distressed uh, condo market in the Aventura marketplace. Again, if you want to look at the data, you want to look at an actual chart, go to condovulturesrealty.com, scroll down to the bottom under some of their property listings. You're going to see a headline that says at least 12 distressed Aventura condos listed for sale in South Florida during COVID-19 pandemic. We're going to take a commercial break and then we'll talk about the rental market. Are you a primary user or real estate investor who's in the market for a discounted South Florida condo? Are you searching in the markets of greater downtown Miami, Miami Beach north to Sunny Isles Beach, Hollywood north of Fort Lauderdale, or anywhere else east of I-95 in the Tri-County South Florida region? If so, the buyer brokers at Condo Vultures Realty are here to assist you. Condo Vultures Realty is a licensed Florida brokerage that was established in 2006 to assist educated buyers in identifying, negotiating, and purchasing units at a discounted price. To speak with a buyer broker at Condo Vultures Realty, please call 305-865-5859 or visit our website, condovulturesrealty.com. Welcome back to the Condo Vultures Podcast. This is Peter Zalewski. We talked about the condo market in Aventure. We talked about the luxury condo market in Aventure. We just talked about the distressed condo market in Aventure. Now let's talk about the rental market in Aventure. The rental market is probably one of the most important markets you can pay attention to if you are a buyer of a condo. Why is that? Because many buyers who go ahead and buy a condo down here in South Florida, they're not necessarily going to live in it full time and they will look to rent it at some point. Um, Maybe they want to retire in the place and in the meantime they're going to rent it. Or maybe they intend to use it right now, but something changes. Lo and behold, uh, they need a bigger place. They need to move. They get divorced. There's a family lifestyle change. I don't know, something like that. And therefore, their backdrop is to turn around and rent it, especially when you have a flooded condo market like you do currently in Aventura. So rental numbers are important. Now, keep in mind what I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. I talked about how anything that's listed in the multiple listing service, which is where this data is coming from, it's based on commissions being paid. So if a commission is paid, uh, a realtor who gets the listing from a seller or a landlord, they're going to go ahead and put it in the MLS. They will offer a commission or incentive for another realtor to go ahead and bring in a customer to go ahead and do a deal. That's the way the market works. Now, if you're driving past the property and you see a big sign that says for at least for rent, uh, 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 renting discounts, renting offers today, specials, anything like that, that means that property is probably owned by a large corporation or a REIT or some sort of entity. That means you're going to be sending a rent check to one landlord, uh, even if there's 300 units in there. So keep that in mind. Now, when you get into one of these places that says for lease, for rent, special, uh, move-in special, whatever the case may be, those properties typically have a leasing agent inside. They'll have one or two people that pay them 35 grand, 40 grand. These people go ahead and they handle any and all leasing. Now, why do they do that? Why do corporations do that? and they do not use the multiple listing service or a realtor because it's commissions. And when the typical commission on a um, a rental down in South Florida and everything is negotiable, this is not firm, but it's just kind of a good suggestion, is 10% of the gross annual rent. So let's make it simple. Place is rented for $1,000 a month. There's 12 months in a year. That's $12,000. 10% of that is paid in commission. Therefore, $1,200 of the gross annual is going to be carved out It's going to be split between the realtor who's got the listing on renting the property and the realtor who's bringing in the tenant. Now, uh, what that also means is if you have 300 units and you're paying $1,200 um, uh, a year in commissions for each of these, you're cutting in your bottom line and it's much easier to go ahead and hire a couple people, put them in a leasing office. Just to do some rough math here, under that scenario, I gave you $1,200 commission uh, uh, annually on a place that's renting for $1,000. And if I were to multiply that by 300 units, I'm using my calculator. Yeah, I'm coming up with 360 grand, 360 grand 
uh, is what that would what the commissions would be on that versus hiring a couple of people, paying them thirty five thousand dollars, sit there and do the leasing. So yeah, I think it becomes pretty simple. Now the other thing to keep in mind is when you get into the rental data, the rental data is extremely sketchy simply because um, rentals in South Florida will be daily rentals, they will be weekly rentals, they will be monthly rentals, they will be furnished, they will be unfurnished, they'll be annual. Um, it's all across the board. So the best way to sort of use the data that's out there, and again, it's not good, but it's all you got to sort of work with unless you call each and every leasing office throughout South Florida. And that's going to take you forever and ever and ever because a ton of new corporate-owned rental properties went up uh, this particular cycle. So what you do is, or what my suggestion you do is, you don't rely on average, you look, you rely on median. Median is going to give you a number right in the middle. So rely on the median and, and, and understand that even though you're looking at data, it's effectively you're licking your thumb or your finger, you're holding it up and you're trying to figure out which way the wind is blowing. So that being said, let's get into the rental market. Now, if you're going to want to look at any of the data that I'm referring to, you're going to be able to find it. Go to the condovulturerealty.com website. When you get there, you're going to see a head, uh, scroll down. Um, you're going to see a, um, uh, you'll see a video, you'll see some property listings, then you're going to see some, uh, some blog posts. And, uh, the headline you want to look for is Aventura Landlord Struggle with seven months supply of rental properties listed for lease during COVID-19 pandemic. So that's the headline you're going to look for. Now, when you go ahead and you actually find the data and there's, and, there, and there's a blog post, there, there's, there's info there. What you're going to find is, is currently in Aventura, just under 850 properties or for rent. Now, what do I mean by a property? Well, it's not just condos. And why is that? Why am I including in this in these numbers? Apartments, condos, efficiencies, multifamily, and townhouses. Reason is simple. When a renter is looking for a property, they're focused first and foremost, generally speaking, on price over and above anything else. When somebody's buying something, they have this idea of what it should be. When they're renting something, they're focused on price. So they're willing to adjust more, more likely than someone who's actually purchasing and they think they're going to be there forever and they're going to live the American dream with a family of four and a dog. So uh, that's why we include in our rental data, we're using apartments, condos, efficiencies, multifamily and townhouses, just because that is what's driving it as is price. Now, 848 currently available for rent first six months of the year, January through June. How many rent it? 725. Do some rough math, 725 rented in the first six months. That comes out to about 121 leases per month in Aventura. You got 848 units for rent. Do some quick math. You come up with about seven months of supply. Equilibrium, just like on the sales site, is going to be six months. So this is a tenant's market increasingly. Why? Well, because A, you got too much already available for lease that's on the market. And B, this excludes all of those rental properties that were put up and they have a single landlord and the landlord doesn't want to pay the real estate commissions to brokers, but yet they want to have somebody sitting in office. So the rental market in amateur is not good. Now, um, based on what we do know, and this is median, this is not average, this is median. Why? Because uh, the data is so sketchy. So we're relying on a number just right in the middle because it's licking your finger and holding up and figuring out what way the wind blows. So the median asking price for an, uh, a rental property in Aventura, $2,500 a month. $2,500. What do they actually achieve for six months of the year, January through June? They got $2,000. So you got about 25% difference. 25% difference. Why is that important? Because we're getting closer to that 20% range. Remember, 20% range is when you start to see activity. 8 to 12% is when you start to see some deals occur. Now, what is it on a price per square foot basis monthly? So uh, the ask is 196 a foot monthly. That's what a landlord is asking. The tenants who are leasing a place, they're paying 176 a foot, 176 a foot monthly. What's the price? 11.4 months of supply. I mean, excuse me, 11.4% difference between what's being asked and what's being achieved. Why is that important? Because it, lo it shows you that landlords 
are starting to get in this idea that, oh my gosh, there's a lot available for rent. Why don't I go ahead and adjust my pricing so I can get it done? And here's another example that sort of substantiates that. Days on market. Median number of days on market for a property that's listed for rent in Aventura is 70 days. How long does it take to lease one? 65. So right there, it, the spread is very close. So landlords are, are very well aware of what the market is and they're willing to cut their price in terms of being able to fill them up versus the sales side, which I was we were talking about earlier, luxury and the regular condo market, we had 24 and 56 months of supply. You can see that they are so far-fetched in terms of what they're trying to achieve. So this is how you can use the data to really sort of get a good handle on, on what's going on in the marketplace. So that is a rental market in Aventura. Um, I want to thank you for tuning in for this particular podcast. I want to remind you, we did these kind of market analysis every uh, Monday. Um, and on Wednesdays, we do a roundtable with this current and former journalists. They get together and we talk about the biggest headlines that have occurred within the last week to help you, the listener, uh, decipher really what's important and what's not important and give you local perspective to it. And then finally, on Fridays, we do a guest um, or I do a guest interview. I interview somebody who's a what I call a real estate uh, player. And it's a profile of that per, uh, person, talk about their background, talk about what's going on in the marketplace and talk about what the future is for uh, that particular person. So um, we're doing these regularly. If you're not in a subscriber to the Kind of Vultures podcast, I encourage you to do so wherever you, you listen to your podcast. And if you like what we're doing, please give us a rating and uh, write us a comment if you like what we're doing. Uh, the, the, the more ratings we get, the more um, publicity and reach we're going to have. And therefore, we get to ultimately help us to realize our message, which is putting out straight talk about the real estate market. Because um, whenever data is out there, people can make decisions, uh, intelligent decisions about whether or not they want to go in or out regardless of market conditions or cyclical nature of the marketplace. And then finally, if you want to uh, send in a comment, you want to offer suggestion, criticism, complaint, um, uh, compliment, uh, we want to hear from you. Send an email to inquiry at condovultures.com. That's I-N-Q-U-I-R-Y at condovultures.com. So thanks for tuning in. I uh, appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed it. And until next time, I'm Peter Zalewski. Ciao, ciao.